From KLCC Studios, this is Oregon on the Record. I'm Michael Dunn. Here are three thoughtful quotes about neighborhoods that are very instructive. When the world seems large and complex, we need to remember that great world ideals all begin in some home neighborhood. If we wish to rebuild our cities, we must first rebuild our neighborhoods. You have to be involved in terms of what's happening in your local neighborhood and what issues are there. These quotes show no matter how large a city can grow, so much happens in individual neighborhoods. Today on Oregon on the Record, you'll hear about the power of neighborhoods from the team at the City of Eugene responsible for organizing and coordinating neighborhood associations. From crime prevention, diversity training, and even disaster preparedness, your neighbors and neighborhoods are the first line of safety, education, and growth. Today on the show, we'll talk with team members of the City of Eugene's Equity and Community Engagement Team and hear how they help neighborhoods become the very best they can be. Cindy Kohler, the Neighborhoods and Community Liaison, and Fabio Andrade, the Program Manager for the Office of Equity and Community Engagement with the City of Eugene. Thanks to you both for coming in and talking to us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. You know, I guess, Fabio, I'll start with you. You know, talk about the overall, you know, uh, mission, if you will, of, of, of the office. Thanks, Michael. Our office has three main programs. We work uh, to support the City of Eugene in its equity efforts. So we provide training to all staff at the City of Eugene and also provide a relationship building with the community so we can understand how to better serve uh, the different demographics and, and groups and, and cultures that form our city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we support our neighborhood associations and that's seen this main function mm-hmm. in the office as being the, the uh, community uh, liaison. Okay. And we also have the Hate and Bias Program, our human rights program, in which we support uh, victims of hate crimes and discrimination. And we work with Eugene Police to support those who are victimized in our community. What are some of the main goals, if you can talk about? You, you, you did a nice job sort of, uh, you know, kind of the overview of the program. But if, if you have, you know, the top few goals that you want to achieve as an office and then how it percolates down into the neighborhood level. I think our main goal is to make sure that people uh, have a way to get in touch with government Mm -hmm. and also that they have a way to get in touch with their neighbors because when something happens, especially in the case of an emergency, uh, those people living around you are the people who will be the the first first ones to arrive to help. Yeah. So it is important for people to build connections and know who they live uh, around and which kind of resources they can get from their neighbors, how they can support each other. And for the city, it is important for us to have a way to communicate with everyone in the community. And the neighborhood associations play play a very, very important role in that process. Yeah, yeah. You know, Cindy, I imagine that a lot of the council participates in, in neighborhood associations. Maybe talk about they sort do. of that, that, how the electeds get involved in this and how important that is. They do, they do. Thank you for asking. Um, yes, uh, so the neighborhood associations, they have their general membership meetings where they invite um, mm-hmm. elected officials to come and speak. Many of the neighborhood associations have um, community forums where
where they bring in uh, like Churchill area neighbors. Mm -hmm. They brought in a number of um, public safety folks to come and talk about personal safety, home safety, fire safety, fire Mm. prevention. And they had a huge turnout. And from that, they were able to build their um, CERT program Mm. uh, further. CERT is what again? I'm sorry. It's the Community (laughs) Emergency Response Team. Sure, 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 sure. So a number of the neighborhoods have their um, safety teams or are involved with CERT. Okay. Um, and that, I mean, in the, the last storm, that was evidenced with um, a number of people without electricity, relying on their neighbors down the block for showers and water and mm. food. And um, the, Yeah, all it, those important things. All those important things. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Let me take a second here to reintroduce you guys. We're talking with Cindy Kohler and Fabio Andrade. They're with the Office of Equity and Community Engagement within the city of Eugene. Um you teed up this idea of, um, you know, kind of emergency mm-hmm. preparedness. And, and maybe I, I want to talk a little bit about that because obviously, and certainly, we just went through a pretty big event, mm-hmm. the ice storm. And, and, and certainly the impacts were wide ranging throughout our community. But for, for the vast majority of us, the impacts really start at the neighborhood level. Maybe talk a little bit about that part of your program and part of your education because obviously as you mentioned very well both of you did you know you need to rely on neighbors sometimes you do i mean we're as an organization and our public safety system we can only do so much right Mm -hmm. so the first responders really will be your neighbors and that's for a variety of things that's for um you know the um emergency response in the event of a a fire or um, storm, but it's also in um, response to hate and bias incidents. So a number of the neighborhood associations have subcommittees that work on um, public safety, but they also have social justice committees that help uh, respond to hate and bias incidences in the community. So it's there, the neighbors, the neighborhoods are really the first responders in a lot of ways. So our role is really to support them in that work and ensure that they have the training and the tools that they need to do that work. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and Fabio, sort of t- taking off on that second part, this idea of um, hate and bias reporting, hate, hate crimes and bias reporting, you know, we have seen over the f- past few years a lot of incidents increasing. A lot of it happened, you know, uh, with the pandemic and whatnot. Maybe talk a little bit about both the mission of, of what you're trying to do and, and, and your hopeful results of the education that you that, that, that you engage with? Sure. Uh, we cannot uh, completely eliminate uh, hate and people sure. who believe that uh, communities should be separated. But we can create a community in which uh, we do not accept this kind of behavior. And we are seeing more and more neighborhood associations create such committees to work uh, supporting their neighbors when something negative happens to them. Uh, we had recent examples at the Santa Clara and River Road communities uh, when uh, incidents of hate speech, uh, mostly through gra- uh, graffiti mm-hmm. or or objects being placed in people's homes uh, happen and the community organized and they went out in support of those neighbors and they demand that something was done that investigations were uh, were done to, to identify who were behind those acts and that's very important for the people who are victimized if they realize that their neighbors are there with them okay okay and so and Cindy, I'll, I'll turn to you what might a a, a, a training program that, that, sure. that you guys undertake what might that look like sure so we we certainly provide um, 
support and assistance for the CERT trainers to come out okay. and do um, emergency response into natural disasters and that sort of a thing. Sure. But for hate and bias, we I mean, just recently on Saturday, we had a training that was led by Eugene Springfield Surge is showing up for racial justice hmm. uh, in um, partnership with um, Be- Temple Beth Israel. Okay. Uh, and it was the bystander upstander training. And hmm. it's really, it's a fantastic training. If anybody has a chance to take that, it's fantastic training. And it's really how to interrupt hate and bias incidents hmm. in the moment without escalating. Hmm. And the trainers actually provide scenarios that have, uh, shocking scenarios that have taken place here in Eugene. And they use those hmm. as the, um, the foundation for the training. Hmm. So you get real time, um, real experience, being the person that steps in and just says, hey, that's not okay. Or, yeah. you know, and how, how to respond yeah. in a meaningful way without escalating. You know, Fabio, I think in our culture, and I could be wrong and certainly want you to point that out if I am, it's almost like there's an X and Y axis because of certainly, gosh, you know, maybe it started with 9-11. This idea of if you see something, say something. This idea of being a reporter of, 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 of a problem. And obviously, while that makes a lot of sense, unfortunately, there have been incidents where someone says, oh, that person just doesn't look right. And, and it might be the, the, the underpinning is, oh, that person doesn't look like me. And so they're, they're, they might be a suspicious person versus what you're trying to do, which is to create, you know, diversity, tolerance, uh, you know, living together. How do you sort of, you know, if there's a way to kind of marry that idea of I, I want to be an upstanding citizen and report a problem as I see it, but also I want to be welcoming and tolerant of many different types of people, if that makes sense. Yes, and, and that's a, a big challenge for, for our community because mm-hmm. of the history we have uh, here uh, in Oregon. Uh, f- and this plays out in, in neighborhood work as well. Uh, we have had several incidents in which people have police called on them by someone who believe they are uh, breaking into a property when that's their property. Yeah. So th- that awareness of trying to prevent crime sometimes uh, triggers people's uh, biases and yeah. they, they j- may react to something that doesn't look common in that neighborhood and that can create problem for some residents. Um, you, off the record, we were talking about uh, Next Door. Sure. And that was my first experience here in Eugene. When I moved here uh, 11 years ago, I joined Next Door because yeah. I want to know more about my neighborhood. And one of the first posts I saw was uh, this um, older lady talking about uh, asking people to pay attention because someone who didn't look like uh, they belong in the neighborhood were walking around the streets. Yeah. yeah. And that conversation went on, and days later, it, it was evident they were talking about a person of color sure. who end up just being someone doing work in the neighborhood. So that hypervigilance sometimes can be uh, escalated based on people's biases, and that can create problems for other people, making them feel like they do not belong in our community. Um, you have a program, I think it's called Belonging or, or something like that. Talk about that, because that's really important when we're talking about, you know, what the the power of neighborhoods and belonging. Right, we do. We do have a wonderful um, training program that all this, this all city staff have gone through. It's creating a culture of belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also one of the strategic plan key focus areas um, from mayor and council, um, creating a culture of belonging in the community. And Fabio leads that training, so I'll let him really talk about sure, that. Sure, sure. Fabio, go ahead. Yes, uh, we 
develop this training with the idea that if we want our employees to help every resident of Eugene feel like they belong and they are accepted and supported when they come uh, to reach us for services and support, that we have to provide them with, with the knowledge, uh, knowledge of history and knowledge of what makes people feel like they belong mm. or like they do not belong. So we started with city staff and now we have been providing these trainings also to community groups, including our boards and commissions, including neighborhood associations, and we can eventually partner with other organizations who'd like to have content shared mm. uh, with their constituents as well yeah and yeah. this is really important because it is a in a way a new uh, concept that we are uh, trying to understand it is difficult to measure because what makes one person feels like they belong in a place may be the very same thing that will cause someone to feel like they do not belong mm. so we are trying we are talking about an entire city and making everyone who lives and work and visits our city feel like they belong in here and what i i've seen is it's it's interesting because celebrating our history is wonderful but obviously reckoning with some of our history and i think that you know if if, if i'm not mistaken a lot of communities in Oregon, you know, decades and decades ago, uh, uh, were, were very, uh, uh, very much used this sort of insidious thing called redlining that kind of kept people, people of color, people who didn't at that time, uh, as the community uh, dictated, didn't belong, kept them out. Is that part of what part of the training is, is to kind of explain some of that historical context of, you know, it was written into laws to keep certain people out. Yes, that's that's an important part of our training is help people understand that when someone is complaining about feeling like they do not belong, there may be a reason behind that. Mm -hmm. And understanding what happened in the past is, is a first step. Mm -hmm. uh, Eugene was a red City. We didn't we didn't have like neighborhoods who were red lined as okay. in larger cities, but the, the experience here is that the entire city was red lined. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, documented history about the across the bridge community, uh, people living on the other side of the river where now is Alton Baker Park and mostly black people, and they could not move into Eugene when the county decided to expand the bridge and that community had to be removed. So they had, they had to move five miles west of the city limits. And at that time, 1948, 1949, was, uh, that's when we have the first uh, document of a black family living uh, within city limits in Eugene. I see, I see. Cindy, you know, this may be more of a philosophical mm -hmm. question, but, you know, maybe talk a little bit about what a neighborhood means in 2024. And I asked the question in terms of, you know, we live in an era where it's it's never been easier to connect with people halfway across the world through social media mm -hmm. but at the same time w w we tend to live sort of isolated from from people who live literally next door talk a little bit about you know what what a neighborhood means now and, and what your organization is trying to do to perhaps uh, <laughs> loosen the boundaries if you will right that's very true and we've been hit really hard over the last few years with you know the pandemic and sure. all sorts of things so um yes it's um <laughs> super easy to go online and connect with um, folks and um, what we are trying to do is build better neighborhoods stronger neighborhoods um, by encouraging the neighborhood associations to go out and connect with their constituents in the community um, and we do that through um, events are a really great way we also have the neighborhood matching grants program hmm. so the neighborhood association can identify a place or a um, need in the neighborhood 
neighborhood, and there's some additional funding for that um, project if they can demonstrate that they are bringing a broad base of community together to work on that project together. So it's really capacity building, it's relationship building, uh, and that's really what the neighborhood associations are all about. That's our work in supporting those neighborhoods, is building those relationships, building those bridges, and building a better community. I'm going to reintroduce you to our audience. We're talking with Cindy Kohler and Fabio Andrade. They are both with the uh, City of Eugene's Office of Equity and Community Engagement. You know, Fabio, I'm going to turn to you and and ask, in addition to that idea of creating a a better neighborhood, a more inclusive, a, a more understanding, there's also some real basics with regard to, gosh, you know, safety and security. In, in normal times and in really drastic times, maybe if you could talk a little bit about the hope of building neighborhood coalitions so that if, knock on wood, gosh forbid, that uh, the, the Cascadia earthquake doesn't happen for decades and decades, but it could, and this idea that neighborhoods in many ways are kind of the first line of defense for individuals and families, aren't they? Yes, and, and it is really important, like if doesn't matter where you live in Eugene, that you know who is around you, that you, uh, uh, you can identify who is on a wheelchair, who mm-hmm. has little kids, if there is an elderly person living alone. So if you can know who our neighbors are in, the, in a moment of, of stress, uh, we will probably re- remind ourselves, okay, there is someone over there that may need my help right now if I'm doing okay. So I, I remember a nice storm uh, six, seven years ago. Sure. And we had several trees falling around our properties and my property was okay, but my neighbor's properties weren't. So we had several people going out on the streets and knocking on doors and checking on the neighbors and, and it was really uh, meaningful for people to know that the neighbors care about them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cindy, you know, I, I would imagine that that some of the older members of our audience might say, boy, when I was a kid, you know, if somebody moved in, the first thing you did was knock on the door and bring a pie and, right. and stuff like that. You know, right. and we've see, it's seeming, seemingly we've lost a little bit about that. But I, I want to ask you, you know, so, so there might be a group that maybe hasn't formed a neighborhood association or an individual that says, boy, I want to get involved. Right. What do they do? Well, that's an excellent question. Thank you for asking. We have our website, which mm-hmm. the City of Eugene's website, we have all the neighborhood associations listed along with a map. So if you are unsure of where your neighborhood association is or which neighborhood association you live in, you can dial in your address and find out, or you can look at the map and find out and connect directly with that neighborhood association. Now, we do have a couple of neighborhood associations that are currently inactive and hmm. we are working to reactivate those neighborhood associations. Hmm. So um, I would welcome calls from yeah. community members if they are interested in um, rebuilding their neighborhood association or joining their neighborhood association or reactivating their neighborhood association. Yeah, and we'll um, be sure to that. put those links on our, uh, on, on when we put the show on our website. You know, as we get close to the end here, I'm wondering, are there also, in addition to building a, a neighborhood coalition like you do, do you also sort of share best practices between different neighborhood associations and kind of develop that sort of Mm -hmm. bank of learning, if you will. We do. And um, in addition to the work that we do to support the neighborhoods, there's also the Neighborhood Leaders Council. And that's comprised of um, leaders from the different neighborhood associations that get together on their own and they talk about some best practices. Mm -hmm. And they also work with the city on um, how to... um, 
better connect and how to get some get some of their work done. So. Okay. Okay. And Michael, our office organizes events a few times right. a year with all neighborhood association mm -hmm. board members. Uh, they mm -hmm. are invited to learn about updates to the program, share information, and help us shape how we do community engagement at the city. Okay. And for most residents, when they have an active neighborhood association, they are receiving mailing uh, printed materials from the neighborhood association. So we really ask people read those materials, and they will have very uh, very valuable information and ways to engage okay okay you know my last question for you whoever wants to answer it is kind of what does success look like if, if, if it may be difficult to define but just this idea of when you know that 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 the work you've, you've done has really translated to the neighborhood level what are some of those indicators that the program's working we talked before about history and all the mm -hmm. painful things that happen in our region. And we, it, I think it is important for us to, to end on a, on a positive note. Sure. Despite what happened in the past, we have seen more and more people organize uh, to make sure that everyone feels supported in Eugene. And we have a wonderful work being uh, done by neighborhood associations. I can mention a few examples and, mm -hmm. and see if you can handle a little bit more. Uh, for example, during the pandemic, we, have the, we had the Wiracare Community Council organizing multiple uh, initiatives to help the neighbors in need. We have the Bethel community uh, promoting information in Spanish to make sure that the immigrant community is integrated in the work. I mentioned before River Road and Santa Clara and how they do uh, walk on the streets, knocking on doors and connect with people. And that happens across many neighborhood associations. So we have a very uh, progressive base here trying to make sure that everyone experiences a sense of belonging in our community. Mm. We do, we do. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure I can add to that. I mean, all the neighborhood <laughs> associations really, especially during the pandemic, they really stepped up and helped each other with um, providing food and uh, toilet paper. I mm. mean, who knew toilet paper would be a thing? Sure. But, um, <laughs> we all remember. <laughs> we all do. Um, so... Yeah, things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, great, great. Well, thank you both for coming in. We've been talking with Cindy Kohler, and we've been talking with Fabio Andrade. They are both uh, with the Office of Equity and Community Engagement with the City of Eugene. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, thank Michael. Thank you, Michael. That's our show for today. I want to thank Cindy Kohler and Fabio Andrade from the City of Eugene's Equity and Community Engagement Team for talking with us. This show, along with all episodes of Oregon on the Record, is available at klcc.org. I'm Michael Dunn, and this has been Oregon on the Record on KLCC. Thanks for listening.